Hey, it's been a while since I've released a story. I'm happy to say that I'm almost ready to release the newest one, Origin of the Shadow Part 2. It's been a long time coming for those of you who are interested in hearing the conclusion of Part 1. I do have to say a couple of things before I... before it, though. First off, thank you for listening. I enjoy writing these stories, and I'm glad other people like to hear them. Now, I'm making a few changes to how I release the story. The story of Part 1, uh, the recording of Part 1, ended up being almost two hours long. That was after I edited nearly all the mistakes out. As it stands, Part 2 is almost four times as big. Now, I'm not going to pretend that you have all the time in the world to just sit down and listen to an eight-hour recording. I don't even have that time. Plus, the platforms I use to release my stories don't really encourage leaving and then coming back to listen later. With this in mind, I'm releasing each chapter individually and over a set amount of time. Every Tuesday and Thursday, starting January 2nd, I'll release a chapter of the story. This way, not only will the story be in bite-sized chunks, but you'll also be able to look forward to something every week. Kind of like episodes of a TV show instead of the entire movie. And if you miss one, don't worry. They'll be right here for when you get back. I've put a lot of hard work into this story because, frankly, I want to see what happens too. And I'll be putting extra effort into recording and editing process to make your experience that much better. Now on to the next point. Up until part one, all the action and drama in my stories have been very lighthearted and fun. Ending on a high note, Almost ev- after almost every story I write. I'd go as far as to give them a PG, PG rating. Which is why I have, I have to get a bit of a dis- disclaimer for this new one. Part 2 is a lot darker and a lot more violent than any other story I've released so far. I have a lot of plans for stories in the future, most of which are very tame and friendly compared to this story. However, it will, be, it will depend on the main character as the story is from their perspective. In part two, there's a lot of blood. People get stabbed, people die. It's a very grown-up story. If it were a movie, it would have a PG-13 rating at the least. More, depending on how much they show. The rating would be purely because of violence. With my stories, I draw the line at cursing and sexually inappropriate content. So you won't see either in my story. But be warned. There are some scenes in this story that will probably make you say, Wow, that took a bit of a dark turn. I say that because that's what happened to me. When I read it back the second time, I was like, whoa. Alright. But this, this is the origin story of the Shadow. The most powerful man on Earth. It's going to get real. But I promise you, if you stick with me, it will all be worth it in the end. I mean long term. Like I said, I have big plans for these stories, so stick around. Finally, I do have a treat for you. I wrote a prologue for part two, but I ended up writing another one instead, and I'll be using the other one for the story. But, just because I don't include a scene doesn't mean it didn't happen. As my Christmas gift to you, I'll release the alternate prologue, an early tidbit of The Origin of the Shadow Part 2. Please enjoy.
Annie scuffled into the kitchen, straining to hold a large bag leaking flour from a hole in the bottom. Annie, Linda said, placing her hands on her hips. You're spilling all over the place. Linda grabbed the bag, flipping it upside down to stop the leaking. Sorry, she said, scrunching her face. Linda opened the closet door and pulled out a broom. Sorry, he's not going to clean up that mess. She tossed the broom in the air, and Annie caught it. Hurry up so you can help us with the rest of dinner. You know, Linda said in a light-hearted tone, little girls that help Mom with dinner may get to try the cinnamon bread when it comes out of the oven. Annie's eyes lit up at this comment. You're making cinnamon bread? Her mouth began to water. Cinnamon was her favorite. Katie finished tying a scrunchie in her long blonde hair and grabbed another broom from the closet. Come on, Annie. With both of us, the work will be faster. Annie smiled warmly and began sweeping the floor. Cinnamon bread. It was the world's most delicious dessert, and Annie was willing to fight anyone who challenged her on that. Sam introduced her to cinnamon bread when Jackie brought him home for a spring break. Since then, cinnamon was an obsession. Cinnamon pancakes, cinnamon sugar cookies, cinnamon-flavored hot chocolate. If it was cinnamon, Annie was all about it. Katie coughed as flour filled the air from Annie's violent sweeping. Slow down, Annie. You're going to make more of a mess. More coughing. The air was thick with flour. It took a moment for it to settle back to the ground, and they both continued sweeping. Annie's love for cinnamon was so strong, it nearly replaced her love for bears. Those fluffy giants that looked so fun. Someday she was going to have a bear of her own. She'll call it Charlie. Some flour got stuck in the doorway, leading to the garage. Once they were done sweeping, Katie held out her hand for a high five. Annie was quick to oblige. Katie was cool. Probably one of the coolest girls ever. If only Katie was Annie's age, then she could go to school with her and she'd actually have a friend. All the girls at her school were mean. They didn't like Annie for some reason. They always said she thought she was better than everyone else. That just wasn't true. It was always so hurtful when they said stuff like that. Annie's shoulders began to sink, and she began daydreaming. Her face must have looked sad because Katie wrapped her arm around her and began walking inside the house. I think we've earned some cinnamon, don't you? Annie's gloomy eyes lit up. Yeah, Annie said. They both began walking faster. When they rounded the corner in the hallway, they heard a crash from the kitchen. Katie's expression darkened, and she let go of Annie, picking up speed. Katie rounded the corner into the kitchen and gasped loudly, cupping her hands over her mouth. Linda stood over a shattered bowl that was full of salad. She clutched the television remote in shaking hands. At the other side of the room, the news played loudly on a big screen on the wall. Sam's cheesy smile covered the screen. His dirty blonde hair was ruffled as always. The newscaster's voice pierced the silence. Earlier this evening, elites from the Indianapolis area found the body of Sam Shellick after a robbery had taken place at the Indianapolis Museum of Art. A call was made informing the elites of the situation moments before a large explosion shook the surrounding streets. A source of the explosion seems to have originated from the building itself, 
The call made earlier in the day indicated that two men were outside the building, Samuel Shellick and Jackson Medley. A picture of Jackie's face covered the screen. It was an older family picture, probably found online. He looked younger than he actually was. Our information is not complete about this boy, though he seems to be missing. Any information regarding the whereabouts of this boy can be brought to- Shh! The television shut off, and Linda fell to her knees, looking distraught. Katie caught herself on the counter and sat on the ground, holding her face that had gone red. Tears began streaming from her eyes. The realization of it all hit Annie. Sam's dead. Jackie's gone. Her breath caught in her throat. Would she ever see her big brother again? Is he even alive? She felt dizzy. With no one to catch her, she thumped to the ground hard while the world became black. And that's it. Stay tuned, because January 2nd, Chapter 1 comes out along with the actual prologue.